Anytime Sports Podcast Show. I'm your co-host, Andrew. I'm here with my other co-host, Colin. But he's going to be coming on the show a little later because we're doing this new this new segment, that a new episode that we kind of came up with called the Dorm Views Reviews. We're going to be reviewing these slideshows that we made in our dorms in college because we're kind of rushed this week to make an episode. So I'm going to be going over some NFL news, going over how I feel about those trades, and then Colin's going to be going over some top highlight plays from uh, this past week. All right, let's get into it. First, we got Tom Brady losing streak. As most of you guys saw last night on the Thursday night football game, Ravens versus Bucks. Bucks didn't look too bad. They were playing a good Ravens team. Um, really, that Ravens team put together a very solid game. Tom Brady looked not the greatest we've saw the past couple weeks. Um, he does have a losing streak. Three games of a losing streak in uh, the first time in 20 years that he's had that. It's, it's maybe a little downside in his career, but I don't think it's much to much to look over because at the end of the day, he's still Tom Brady. He doesn't have many good receivers on his team. It's more specifically not Tom Brady. It's more of the coaching and the receivers on the Buccaneers right now. I feel like he can come back and he'll still make a deep playoff run if you're going to ask me. Moving on to the next. Uh, Kadarius Toney to the Chiefs for a sixth-round pick. That is very good for the Chiefs. Kadarius Toney's been injured all. He's played 12 out of 28 games on the Giants. He was uh, drafted first overall, or not first overall, in the first round in 2021 by the Giants. Uh, very good for the Chiefs, a guy that we show, that uh, has shown he has a lot of talent, a lot of speed. Um, and maybe they could turn him into someone up a Tyreek Hill on the Chiefs with Juju, with MVS, and then now adding Kadarius Toney. If you can get him into the factor and get some receptions to him, especially with the gun, gunslinger arm that Pat Mahomes has, um, he could be lethal for that offense. But uh, also for the Colts, or not for the Colts, uh, for the Giants, they got a six-round pick back for a guy that hasn't really played even though we, he know he can play, he hasn't played for them. He hasn't affected them. The Giants are a rebuilding team. As we saw, they're doing great right now. They're still in the rebuilding process. They're winning while they're rebuilding, which is great. But getting that six-round pick, I don't know. You can get many guys from that, but a guy that was basically sitting on your bench for a six-round pick, they'll take that any day. All right, now we got Shaq Barrett is out for a couple weeks with a torn Achilles of possibly the season. Um, I just got this update uh, a few minutes ago. Um, last night's game, just a quick update, he tore his Achilles and uh, it appears to be out for a little bit. Uh, Robert Quinn to the Eagles for a fourth rounder. I know as a Bears fan, that hurt to see. Robert Quinn was good for us last year. He was in the NFL Top 100 this year. Um, honestly, I'm fine with the trade. Getting a fourth rounder for a guy that's old and hasn't done anything for us all year, that's fantastic. I mean... He, we should have technically traded him away in the offseason. If you're asking me, I think we should have done that um, more specifically because we saw that he was getting older and older. I think he's about 32 right now. Um, and to get more of a value in the offseason when he was still an all-pro, all-star, uh, Pro Bowl player as he played in the Pro Bowl last year. But this year, he hasn't really done anything for the Bears, which is why I think we got a fourth rounder. Maybe we could have got a second rounder or a third rounder for him uh, in the offseason last year. But um, he's an older guy, so you got to take that into uh, consideration. But also for the Eagles, you're getting an amazing all-pro pass rusher who has uh, tons of experience in the league, especially for an Eagles team that is 6-0 right now, coming off a of bye week. You have uh, Fletcher Cox. You have Robert Quinn now. You have Jordan Davis on that D-line. Um, that D-line's going to be unstoppable uh, uh, on uh, the offense of that team. They're just they're just firing on all calibers, really, uh, for the Eagles. Um, 
but Robert Quinn, and good for him. He's going to go to a team that's succeeding, maybe get a ring, uh, maybe get get a playoff run. He, he woke up 6-0. and He was 2-4, uh, and four, woke up 6-0. and Great for him. Um, really, uh, I like this Eagles team right now. They're on fire. Um, it's going to be between the Eagles and Bills, I think, um, competing for the number one spot in the NFL. Both teams look on fire right now. Um, Eagles do also have an easy schedule, so we'll have to see where they go with that. Um, they're playing easy teams or winnable games pretty much the rest of the year. There's no really a hard opponents for them. We could see them go undefeated. I bet you there will be a couple upsets during the season. Um, we'll have to see if there there's any injuries, key injuries to that team, or if they're, all their players are staying healthy and Jalen Hurts can sling the ball like he has. But overall for this Robert Quinn trade, I really like it uh, both for the Bears because they got a fourth rounder out of it, which is good for an old guy that maybe pick up like some help in the next year, maybe like a receiver, some DBs, maybe pick up another O-lineman to replace Quinn. We have a bunch of uh, young guys on the D-line, which I think it's good to get uh, get Robert Quinn out and get some of these younger guys' experience while uh, the Bears aren't necessarily the, be the best, but they're uh, so you get these guys some reps and develop them for next year. Um, and also for the Eagles, what one thing that really scares me is the fact that they have two first-round picks next year. I believe uh, one or two the year after. They're just loaded on draft picks. The fact that they're six and zero right now, and they have two first round draft picks next year. You maybe pick up one of those top receivers in college right now. Maybe uh, in two years you pick up I forget his name, the guy uh, from Tennessee who went off in the game that beat Bama. But you pick up two receivers or a receiver and someone for your backfield. Those guys that show talent in college, and then you bring them to a team that's already six and zero and firing it at all star caliber. The Eagles are for sure, I think personally, going to get a ring within the next three years, if not this year. Moving on to the next. Jamar Chase is out four to six weeks. That is big for the Bengals. They do have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. But we all know Joey B's connection with Jamar Chase. The Bengals have been rolling lately. They're tied. Uh, well, now after last night, they're not. But the Ravens are first in their division. The, or the Bengals will be tied if they win uh, this weekend. Um... The Bengals are looking pretty good. If you look at their losses, their losses are all within a touchdown. They technically could, if they would have pulled out those two uh, two losses they had or three losses they had, they could technically be 6-0 and right now as well uh, with the Eagles. But, um, yeah, this uh, Joey B balled out this past weekend, throwing over 500 yards. That was great for me as a fantasy owner of Joey B. Um, but this is his main guy. If you don't have your main guy, he's not going to put up 500 yards. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins are going to have to step it up. Um, we'll have to see where they go with that. I mean, the Bengals, I believe they're a playoff team. They just got to beat the Ravens in their division. If they got, if they beat the Ravens, they're good. We saw last year how good they did. They're such a young team with Joey B and Jamar Chase. Joey B being in his third year, Jamar Chase being in his second. All these guys being so young. So I'm really excited for the future of this Bengals team. But uh, Jamar Chase, um, really we haven't seen any injuries from him yet. So, I mean, this guy's been going at it. Like, he's he's been their main guy. So an injury was uh, kind of expected. I hate to put it on the guy. But uh, he's out four to six weeks. Luckily, it's not the season. Um, and it is also, if I forgot to mention uh, his hip, that it is injured. Um, all right, let's move on to the next. We got Brees Hall out for the season. You hate to see it. This guy was firing on all calibers when he was in. Um, Brees Hall was electric for the Jets. I know me as a fantasy owner of Brees Hall, 
he was my, I believe, third round pick. I'm like, okay, this guy's going to be really good this year. I'm going to pick him up. He might not do the best the first couple weeks. He was riding my bench. And I'm like, okay, I think this guy's going to go off. And I put him in, and then he scores 20 points, 20 points, putting up Jonathan Taylor last year's numbers. Um, it's really sad to see a guy like this out for the season. He was pretty much electric in all of his games. Maybe the fact that the Jets were handing him the ball so much is why he had so many points and so many yards. But I think the fact that you have a guy like this on the Jets, and you, that Jets team is so young with Zach Wilson, uh, you have Garrett uh, Wilson Jr. On your, as a receiver, you got Brees Hall, first-year player, rookie out of Iowa State, at your running back. That Jets team is... Uh, Zach Wilson also is getting a lot of hate. That guy looks... That guy's like... I mean, he's got the mobility like, like Justin Fields. Like, he's not fast like Lamar. But he's got the mobility. He could throw on the run, get to his receivers. The fact that this Jets team, and they also have an established O-line. Well, they have a couple O-line injuries now. But the fact that this Jets team is so young, too, as well as I said with the Eagles earlier, is really, really scary what we're going to see in the future. Maybe we could see a Jets playoff run at some point. Maybe not. Maybe this year. Maybe a Giants-Jets playoff run. Maybe they play in the Super Bowl. We never know what could happen. But... Um, really uh, sucks to see a guy like Brees Hall out for the season. Such a generational talent at his rookie year. He was on track for, I believe, I, I could argue it, but I was going to say he's on track for rookie uh, offensive rookie of the year. I, I, he's put up points. Um, he's played like Derrick Henry. He's rushed like Jonathan Taylor. He has that speed. He has that power. If he was in for the rest of the season, I believe he would have got rookie of the year. All right, moving on to the next from Brees Hall, the Jets are like, okay, our top running back is out for the year. We're not going to go with Michael Carter as their running back one. He might be the running back one because he knows the system, but they picked up this other guy from the Jags. James Robinson traded to the Jets for a sixth-round pick. For both teams, that's amazing. Uh, for the Jets, you know Brees Hall was out pretty much after Brees Hall. They announced that he was out for the season. The next minute after that, they're like, okay, we're trading for James Robinson. So pretty much a few hours later, they're like, okay, we're trading for James Robinson. Sixth-round pick, boom. Uh, it's good for the Jags to have ETN. He's been electric this year as well. They really haven't incorporated James Robinson in that offense. They really want to focus that uh, running game off of ETN. I, I bet it was good for them to switch off between James Robinson and ETN to split those reps, keep ETN uh, healthy. But the fact that ETN's a lot younger and uh, um, so, um, building with that Jags team a little better, the fact that they're all young too. They got Trevor Lawrence in his second year. You got ETN, he's really young too. But you go to the Jets now, they got James Robinson. He's a, he's a guy, he's a little older, but he's still pretty young. He's got that talent. We saw what he could do last year. He was going off before uh, ETN got hurt. But um, yeah, I think good pickup for the Jets. Their guy is out. Um, Brees Hall. So they're going to have Michael Carter and James Robinson, which is amazing for them because they got to incorporate the run a bit in that offense because you can't pass too much with Zach Wilson. But when they pass, they can pass. All right, now we're gonna go. I'm gonna go over some key injuries I can think off the top of my head for Week Eight. I know one big one is Ezekiel Elliott is out versus the Bears in Dallas. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, um, we all know he's a little older. He usually gets hurt every season, but uh, this game shouldn't be a struggle for the Cowboys. I know I hate to say it for me as a Bears fan, but uh, most definitely uh, the Cowboys should come away with this one. They've looked really good all season. Uh, another key injury, like I listed earlier, Jamar Chase. 
Um, and I saw a report that TJ Watt was practicing, so we could see him release off the IR in a bit. I know he was expected for a week 9 to week 12 return, so we could see TJ Watt coming back after he tore his pec in week 1. Um, really, other than that, there's not many other key injuries that I know of that uh, people are on the IR and stuff. I know that for the Bears, it's a couple receivers. Um, but yeah, this pretty much covers my part of the Anytime Sports Podcast Dorm Views Reviews episode. Now let's move on to Colin, who's going to cover some uh, top plays and highlights from Week 7. All right, welcome back to this new segment I like to call Dorm View Review. My, your host, Colin, here. We're doing NFL Week 7. How this is going to go, I'm going to go through four plays that I really want to break down through the week. Plays that I thought were really well executed and, uh, and really well done by the teams that they were on. So let's go into the first clip that we have here. We have Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. As you can see, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey had a little motion, and he's right behind the tackle right here. Well, they're really bunched up right now. They're all expecting run. It's third down and one in the first quarter. A run is really what's going back here. You got Isaiah Pachinko in the backfield, Mahomes under center here, and you get the linebackers. They're expecting run right here. And they're all bunched up. So what does Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs do? Well, you'll see right here. Kelsey out wide. When Kelsey goes out wide here, you can see there's a whole bunch of cluster in the middle right here. That's like kind of a screen. It's going to screen all those um, defenders away from Travis Kelsey. And there's no way that Kelsey's now is going to get this if this ball falls delivered like it should be like Mahomes is going to this ball will be caught by Travis Kelsey 99% of the times for over a yard and as you can see it definitely goes for over a yard well play design and Travis Kelsey is just Travis Kelsey as we let this play go through Travis Kelsey takes the ball and you know it's just him he hurdles a guy so I'm wearing his jersey right now beautiful play by the Chiefs from this aspect let's head into the next clip we got here we have Trevor Lawrence against the uh, New York Giants, both these teams. This was a pretty good game. Even though the Jags are 2-4, and four, they did very well. And especially in this play, this play is going to be a Travis Etienne. He's going to motion him over. He's lined up in a gun formation right now to the right of him. You're going to see Travis Etienne as we play this. You're going to see him... You're going to see him motion over right here. Snaps the ball. The defense isn't expecting it. They're looking at him. He's like right. He's on the right-hand side of the ball on uh, the quarterback right here. They're expecting him to go right. Well, with him motioning over there and getting some momentum, he's building up some speed going sideways here. And uh, as soon as he snaps the ball, Trevor Lawrence is uh, going to pitch it back to Travis Etienne in this play. And I want you to pay attention to the receivers and their blocking. And the linemen do an amazing job here too. But as uh, I play this, I'm going to stop again. Look at this amazing blocking by Jones on the side right here. And you're going to see this guy right here. You have a lead blocker for your explosive running back. Travis Etienne had a breakout game last week, and it wasn't any surprise. This offensive line looked very good for the Jacksonville Jaguars, a line that really hasn't seen much success over the years. I guess you could say James Robinson a couple years ago. But um, anyway, you'll see... 74, block this DB right here. And then Travis Etienne, make a move. Your explosive running back. 
as we play right here, Travis Etienne makes a guy miss, and he uses his speed, that explosive running back, second-year running back out of Clemson. Him and Trevor Lawrence have a lot of uh, experience, and, of course, that is a big game from the big guys up front. All had to do with the blocking. The wide receiver blocking did a phenomenal job there, and just Travis Etienne using his speed and his explosiveness to get a first down there, a must-needed first down, as I may say. Let's head into the next clip. The next clip. Oh, the next clip I have. The New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos. This has to be the best running play that I've seen so far in this season. Happened in week seven, mile high, first and 10, 7.45 in the first quarter. Brees Hall in the backfield, which um, uh, best of recovery to him. He uh, tore his ACL. He's out for the season. But this run is phenomenal here, and I want to show you why. We'll play it. Snaps the ball. As soon as he snaps the ball, the linemen, they're getting to the second level here. This is what every offensive line coach wants to see. This guy, he's going to block a linebacker right here. This guy, he's going to go upfield. Look at all these blockers in front of him. This is what you want to see, and especially to your run, young running back. He's patiently waiting in the backfield for a field, uh, hole to open because he knows it's going to open. There's a lot of uh, guys downfield already. So as we uh, play this, you can see a big hole opens up right in between this, I think, wide receiver, it looks like, and a tackler or offensive lineman right here. A big gaping hole, and you leave a big hole like that, Brees Hall's going to take it, and he's going to make you pay for that one. Uh, Brees Hall had a very good uh, game before he went out, uh, but then this is just Brees Hall being Brees Hall, taking his speed to the next level and seeing a hole, and he's gone. And I like to say there's a offensive lineman right here running with him. That's how you know you got good blocks when you have an offensive lineman 10, 15 yards downfield blocking for your main running back. That was great play. The best running play. We'll look at that again. I like that play so much. Brees Hall takes it. He waits patiently. Blockers downfield. Sees a gaping hole. He rushes through it. And he rushes for a nice touchdown as the best run of the year in my opinion so far. And of course I love defense too. So we had to have an interception uh, uh, clip right here. I know I could have picked a couple pick sixes that happened this week, but I'm going to pick a Sunday night football play in a crucial moment here. The score is 16 to 10. It's a third down and 16. As you can see, the backers, the, the DBs and the linebackers, they're back about 10 yards because this is a third and 16. They, don't, they can give anything up within this range and they'd be completely fine. You have the safeties in the back here, Javon Holland right here. He's going to be the centerpiece of this play right here. You have a rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, in the gun formation. You have two wide receivers to the right, two, uh, one to the left. Uh, we're going to play this. As you can see, Kenny Pickett drops back, and he's going to throw. But I want to notice his eyes were staring down a receiver. And any good safety will make you pay for staring at a receiver. That's why you see some of the uh, good quarterbacks look the other way before they throw the receiver they want to because the quarterbacks are taught to look at the quarterback and read their eyes. Kenny Pickett, still a young quarterback, learning in the NFL. Don't really fault him for this one. He's trying to make something happen. When he could have actually, you do fault him because he could have taken a field goal and uh, you'd be down 16 to 10. Instead, this beautiful pick happens. Javon Holland times it up perfectly and he takes it back for at least 20, 20 yards. And, uh, that's the rookie safety, uh, not rookie safety, second year safety right there. Javon Holland's having a great season. And those are my, was part of my four plays 
of the dorm room review that I liked in week seven. I'll see you all next time. Gun, I like those colors, y'all.